Assalamualaikum ji. Welcome back to another episode of Kya Kya Kazi. My guest today was Tabir. Tabir is a yoga instructor. She is also a student at IBS. We get to speaking about what governs her need to be financially independent, about the philosophy and the spiritual ramifications of yoga, about what plagues our fitness industry in Karachi in Pakistan more generally, and about what causes ill-fated spectacle-based attempts at validation and significance. in public enjoy uh 3 2 1 tabir how are you doing tabir good how are you fantastic we're going to pretend now that we've not been speaking for 15 yeah, minutes yeah we've been we haven't been speaking for you like, just sat down that's yeah, what happened yeah i i walked straight in i didn't mm. even say hi to no, you no of course not <laughs> i would just say hello that doesn't make any sense you're irrelevant to oh, this podcast this is my podcast of course it is i mean i don't even know why it's called kya kya guys why are you here i don't know <laughs> i have nowhere else to i live here <laughs> i do what's it called let me go what's it called uh, uh so let's let's start with a brief intro because naito everyone listening gets really worked up because okay. i just start talking to people okay. and then it offends like, them like personally you what kar raha hai like is this a person that i'm talking to um give me an introduction of what just what you do like you you told me okay it was <laughs> it was quite uh, rambly but uh, i'm a yoga instructor i also work with a gym i am an artist and probably 500 more things 500 <laughs> more things very exciting very and you study also you said yes i'm also a student at ivs at ivs let's start there actually because i did mention ke maine yahi suna hai ke that's a shit show yeah uh, with with respect to ivs i've never studied there but yes all due respect cuz i have to be there for 4 years oh, please don't get offended allah rahm karega to jo hai wo but uh, it's a uh, i have heard from everyone who's graduated ke it was the most difficult thing right that they've done and and not just the most difficult thing they've done but markedly the most difficult uh, school experience schooling experience in Karachi in Pakistan what do you say um honestly so what i was not telling you earlier because we haven't been talking of course not <laughs> <laughs> what i was telling you earlier was that um so i did speak to a lot of students i explored quite a bit at ivs in the in the first few weeks anybody that i met that has a career um that needs to be balanced with their education they seem to be doing okay like they're dying just mm. like me but somehow they're managing their schoolwork and their university whereas other students who are just students seem to be having it worse for some reason and i don't know if that's a um upbringing problem a discipline problem i think it might just be the schooling system here like o levels a levels and and beforehand mm-hmm. because the education is so based on sitting and memorizing whereas if you go anywhere abroad even the primary secondary education is very critical thinking creative thinking practical work so those students don't have as much of an issue with such difficult universities i feel okay difficult uh, of course <laughs> and also uh, is there is there room for uh, is there room for the opinion which is what i've held for the longest time ke uh, if, if you're going to go into work well work is markedly more difficult uh, more toxic more er, er, just worse yeah. than any school right so when you're when you're kind of tolerating work or you know existing in the real world real life um then school seems like a sanctuary no matter how difficult it is it could be grueling right like you said mm. but 
इट सीम्स लाइक अ साइंस श्योर यार यहाँ पे दिस सिस्टम इज गियर टू बेसिकली केयर टू माई नीड्स दैट्स वॉट अ स्कूलिंग सिस्टम इज यू नो एंड इफ इट्स इफ इट्स इन अफेक्टिव दैट्स वन थिंग दैन इट्स एन इन अफेक्टिव स्कूलिंग सिस्टम बट आई वी एस प्रोड्यूस सम ऑफ द बेस्ट आर्किटेक्ट्स यू नो और सम ऑफ द बेस्ट यू नो वट एवर टैलेंट और पीपल और यू नो पीपल वेल राउंडेड डिवेलप्ड individuals humans humans <laughs> yes humans but some of the best m- most developed humans in um, in karachi in pakistan i do agree with that you yes know? so clearly they're doing something right yeah you know so the instruction could be on point i think part of that is the crazy amount of like torture that they provide that students here are not used to so you know they they come in and they're like oh my god i have to work for like 6 hours straight and then go home and do homework more like they're so not used to that that i think ivs providing that is a big deal it, it creates that discipline needed to enter the workforce because that is how you get ahead in life unfortunately you work past 9 to 5 you know a lot of the times very un yoga yogi like yoga <laughs> yoga person very hustle saying, culture huh? which yoga i don't person very toxic positivity and stuff i don't know man i don't know what are you doing here uh, but uh, tell me what degree you're in So um I want to go into communication design but I'm only in my foundation year so I'm kind of exploring at this point. Um Interesting. Yeah, okay. I was interested in fine arts in the beginning. Okay. Um but uh I kind of wanted to learn a technical skill that I I don't already know and I think that uh understanding website design and graphic design and all of these um more technical computery things um is a better uh use of my time and finances. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I think another very non-yogi very practical logical very pra- decision. <laughs> a little too practical. I really was thinking that we were only going to discuss philosophy and that might kick I'm in. I'm down for that. Like yeah. 2 hours later uh, also <laughs> philosophy, but as of right now we're on the grind. We are hustling. On the grind. Yeah. Um but I I do feel this lots of people uh will ask me for, because I wear glasses I suppose I don't know why. So are you they think you're smart? Uh, they think they can ask me because they think I'm old. Is that why? I've never had this issue. But because you're not old. <laughs> I yeah. am so I you know. Uh to bad to they'll come up and they'll be like uh we want to go abroad. We want to go abroad for studies for education, right? Uh do you recommend it? And I'm like but, but immediately the first question is well, what are you going to study? Yeah, right? Of because if you're going to make your money back, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. Right? But if you're going to do something like so I did professional writing and philosophy. While that's a fine degree, I am also uh, I also had the passport for Canada. So I was charged financially I was charged as a local student. Okay. Makes more sense. If I was an international student, they would charge me 3 to 4 times more. 3 to 4 times That's more. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous, right? And and the thing is, I'm not even speaking on uh Canada's prerogative to charge foreign students. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm talking about is It's going to cost me that much. If it's going to cost me that much. Is it worth it? Is it worth actually it? Actually sit there and do your accounts and be like how long would it take me to earn back this degree? Earn back that degree exactly because It's really it really is that simple. Because up they couldn't some of these become some of these costs come upwards of $53,000 Canadian or US in a year. Are you when are you going to make that money back? You know in today's day and age in this economy in this market? I mean, how are you going to make that money back with the with an undergrad degree. Yeah. You know, in writing <laughs> and philosophy. <laughs> philosophy. What a great practical degree you chose. Yeah, main to mashallah se. Aapko to pata hai. Um anyhow, so so I I do feel ke that 
is a very, I think, it's beyond your years that you think like that. Very good, mashallah. Well, I've been working since I was 16, actually. So, so what informed <laughs> that decision? Um, my just financial situation at the time. Okay. So uh, even for university now, I pay for it myself. Alhamdulillah. Uh, which is, I think, one of the reasons why my IVS... Uh, experience is not going as bad as it could mm-hmm. um, because I decided to communicate that to my teachers um, because I did hear about IVS that this was like never tell you know IVS the teachers or the admin that you work because they want IVS to be your life don't even mention it in the interview my interview is a whole story by the way if I could just go off please on do Ek minute. let me just set this mic up okay okay and now I encourage you to go on this tangent okay. with as much detail <laughs> and examples as possible. I was in the mountains. We're in the mountains. Yeah, Great. I was. Uh, I love it. Part of a yoga retreat. I was one of the yoga teachers there. And um, how old were you? No, oh, this was last year. So twenty-one. So at twenty-one, you're a yoga teacher leading a retreat. I was. I was one of the yoga teachers. Leading the retreat. I guess, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, yeah mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I never even thought sorry, about this, sorry, by the sorry, way. Sorry. But mountains, uh, are <laughs> you Pakistan? Ke? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We were up in Hunza. Okay. And um, I had my interview. And I I had this whole thing planned with my boss, with the with the guys there, the hotel dudes. I was like, listen, like, Wi-Fi is an issue. We're going to have to make this work. Everybody bring all your Wi-Fi routers from all the neighboring houses. You know, we should have no issues with this. This is the IVS interview. Yeah. IVS. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, 15 minutes into the interview, the electricity goes. Aapki. Huh. Oh. We end up having to use, I, I don't remember what the system is or how they were able to do this. I guess the phone signal of one of the drivers. Um, he was like, okay, we can use my phone signal. I can somehow give you hotspot. Then you get your laptop back on. Ye wo, ye wo. Imagine this was mid-interview. I have no explanation for what is happening. Okay, And I did not tell them that I'm in the mountains because I was told that, you know, IVS should be your life. Why, why were you in the mountains? Why are were you, you not in the city? Why are you breathing? <laughs> <laughs> you, you only breathe you in You clearly IDS. do not care about this school. So I Have was like, you I eaten can't... at the cafeteria? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I can't tell them that I'm in the mountains. What the fuck do I do? Yeah, yeah. I ended up, so we got in the van, very edge of the cliff. I mean, oh, the front tires are just on the very edge, uh, that cusp of the cliff <laughs> okay. to get that signal. Wi-Fi, I'm, all, I'm leaning at the very end of it and I'm like, oh, hello, I don't know why the electricity went off. I'm just sitting in my room. I don't know you, you know. You, Karachi. Karachi internet, <laughs> <yaar>. <laughs> Okay, okay. Also, you know these issues, man. I don't know. I did, so, so, so what were you asking me? Yes, yes, IVS. IVS is my life. <laughs> it's, it, I will live, breathe. IVS, of course. <laughs> but I did honestly tell them. I was like, listen, I work, but I work in order to pay for this school. And if that doesn't show dedication, then then I don't know, bye. And they accepted me. Yeah, I mean, and also, also, but here's the thing, right? Um, paying for anything for yourself is, I think, the epitome of empowerment. You know, yeah. you can sit there and armchair philosophy your way, th- philosophize your way through all sorts of feminisms and women empowerment and Marxism and cap, all those things. That's all theory. Yeah. Until you don't pay for yourself, right? Um, there's just, like, you can empower your mind. You sh- sure can. But financial liberation is one of the most fundamental tenets of... This is what I tell everybody in my life because uh, I have so many people who have familial issues 
and um, coming from a similar background, uh, that might be off topic, but coming from a similar background, um, I said the only thing that provided me freedom to do and say what I want and not be under um, any type of abuse or anything was to become financially That's it. free. That's it. Nobody can say anything to you then. Right. No one has any control over you. Nope. So I completely agree with that. And you learn to value what you are paying for. Sure. When somebody sure. else is paying for your education, which is a gift and, if, and a blessing. And if, if that is offered to you, amazing. But yeah. if you are paying for it yourself, you take those classes seriously. That and also you feel like you want to get what you're owed. Yeah. Because you're paying exactly. it for yourself, right? I'm like, you sit here and you teach me. <laughs> Please do because I'm paying and it's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. But one way to say, you know, I think it's interesting that you said that it's a gift, right? It is a privilege. I don't know if it's a gift. I don't know if it's a gift, right? Because um, privilege to it is, huh. right? And sure, the person doing it for you might understand it. Out to of be, love. Of course, everything. All the goodness. But right? I see what you're saying. Yeah. But is it a gift though? Like if my uh, parents, misal de if my parents nerfed my surroundings to the point where I go to a university campus and someone says, Kazi, what you believe might not be true. I get so upset that it affects me physically. Did they give me a gift? Mm. Do you know, like, I mean, uh, that's obviously a crude example uh, because I want to prove my point. Uh, but do, do you know what I mean? So is that a gift at that point then? I, I, ge- I genuinely agree with that. I, I see where you're coming from. And it is a completely different perspective that I see as well that... You know, I'm very, very happy for any of my friends that have been able to get into big universities because of funding, which yeah. is great. Congratulations. Yeah. Your Mashallah. parents were able yeah. to pay for you. But um, what I've seen is a lack of drive, a lack of ambition, a lack of a lot of things because they, they were just handed this. Well, they're not so they're disenfranchised existentially, right? They don't take responsibility for themselves, essentially. And they're unhappy deeply. Of course. Deep down, they're unhappy of and course. unfulfilled. Yes. Yes, because they life, they go... Um, lots of philosophers and psychotherapists will say one of the fundamental tenets of fighting nihilism or depression or any of these really, really horrible things is to find what gives your life meaning. It doesn't have to be anything uh, that is understood societally to be meaning governing, right? People are like, uh, why do they say that? Well, well, the, it's a colloquialism, right? And they, they don't maybe understand what they're saying, but what it is meant to explain to you is your life doesn't have meaning anymore. Yeah. Religion was meant to give your life meaning. Yoga could do it too. I'm not comparing the two. I really am not, right? But similarly, if you sustaining yourself does not give your life meaning, huh. I mean, what are you boss? What are you guys? <laughs> I mean, yes, what are you guys? You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's a different thing, man. And, and, and so I am... Um, so I'm I'm not happy that you had to start working at 16. No one should have to, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like uh, looking back, or even if you look around right now, even if you look ahead, in fact, you look at people older than you, you're just better equipped than them. Yeah, and the thing is, so I tend to get along very well. Like 90% of my friends are like 
29, 30, 31 and older, like 90% of them. Um, But even them, uh, uh, there's a few, there's a handful of them whom I love, but um, they've said it to me themselves. They're like, you know, I have all this money. I have all this, but none of it is mine. My life has no meaning and my life sucks. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) they're like, and you know, you know what it is? And you know, when this happens at parties. Sure, when they're uh, inebriated. Inebriated. <laughs> because somebody mentions from somewhere, from above, that, hey, this girl is a yogi. And they and in their drunk situation, they're just like, this girl will save my life. It, she will understand everything. You're a yogi? Why am I depressed? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Sure. Why do I cry myself to sleep sure. every night? And I'm like, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. I really don't know. I'm just trying to dance here. I'm, I'm just trying to like, <laughs> like, no, but you come sit with me. Tell me now. Tell imagine, me why I'm broken. Imagine, imagine <laughs> like, tu meri arzu. <laughs> or he's like, dude, This is what happens and I don't know what to do about it. Like, I just sit there. And like, it ends up being a two hour conversation. I'm sitting on oh the couch no. with this person. And uh, sometimes it, it does, it does. I, I'm pretty positive, you know, they're just like, I don't know what to, the last conversation I had, they were like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, you know, I want to do something for myself. And I sat there and I was like, you know, I don't know you, <laughs> but I feel deep in my soul that you're an intelligent and capable person. <laughs> <laughs> this person is incoherent of course. at this point. Yeah. Um, they are just <laughs> slurring their words. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I believe in you with my whole heart. And they're I like, you're you. really nice. What's your Instagram? Oh. <laughs> That's how you've been getting followers. Hey, man. <laughs> Gotta hustle. <laughs> what are you going to do? There was this one guy. Same thing. Deep, deep stories. We had a whole conversation. So a lot of people also like to speak to me on the aspect of love. Um, not just romantic love, but familial, uh, platonic, whatever. Because as a, again, as a yogi, yogi you know love. Yogi, I know love. Your best I friends am love. love. You are love. <laughs> Come on. So I had a whole conversation with him and it was a very like insightful conversation. I was actually enjoying it with this drunk, drunk man. Of course. And then he's like, I have never felt a connection like this before. Oh no. You want to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, sir, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I don't love it. That's a lot. But I, I think I think a couple of things there, right? So one, I obviously do want to get into uh, what it is to be perceived as a yogi. What is a yogi? And then all the, mul- the multiple paradigms of what governs uh, yoga practice in Karachi. Because... As of late, there's been a lot. There's been a rise in yoga parlors and yogis doing all sorts of... And Instagram, dude, it's the age of the internet, right? So Yeah. And everyone can bend. Whoever can bend is obviously a yogi. (laughs) Who knows the difference? I don't, right? Uh, But before that, I think a lot of people... Because, you know, whether you apply psychotherapeutic approaches to this or existentialist philosophy... Excuse me. Should have done that into the mic, man. Uh, absolutely should have, right? Wasted <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, but a lot of it, most of it comes from them, right? It has very little to do with who they're talking to. It's just that they feel this deep void in them, yes. right? And a lot of them, up Instagram lives, up this podcast comment section, inshallah, lots of people will say outlandish things just to be noticed. Yeah. Because they feel so insignificant. Yes. They feel so 
absolutely unrecognized and invalidated or invalid validated to the invalid ki really they'll say whatever you know they'll say like uh the most recent thing that happened to me i was on live and you know i'll go off r- on rants right but most of them are pretty normal magali wali nahi de raha tha kisi ko i'm just like you know if you could just all come together you know and, and we could just make each other yeah. better and you know if we, we could all just love each other yeah, all <laughs> just love each other and elton john uh, <laughs> right uh, and this person comes on and he's like uh gazi bhai right gazi bhai bol raha hai mujhe i'm like okay respect yeah just give me a blow job and i'm just like gazi bhai yeah and i got so ye, this was a build up do teen dafa is bande ne ye kaam kiya hua tha already right and i got worked up so mene usko live le liya Mm. I was like, wait, come on, live with me. Show me your face. Show, and say, yeah. Hey. Sh- no, I mean, first of all, that too, I would say, see, do it to me in person, and then we'll see what happens, right? Whatever happens, happens. Allah Ram karega. But like, are you, like, are you, do you, do you not have affection in your life? Like, do you not have love? Do you Did not you have appreciation? Ha, oh yeah, all that. Yeah, oh yeah. shit. Ha, then I'm a little aggressive. Okay, because yeah, come on. Us me live me khawatin bhi hai. Us live me ham baat literally ham baat kar rahe hain about you know how yehi education ki baat kar rahe hain about how padhai needs to sustain you needs to be feasible. Or us me bhai ko blow job. Oh, oh bhai ko exactly you know and and so I I asked him I'm like have you do you even know like do you know what it feels like to copulate or any of those things and he's just like. नहीं मैं तो ऐसे ही बोल दिया मैंने बोला अच्छा ठीक है ना आपने ऐसे बोल दिया ना को गाली गलोच नहीं क्यों बोला डू यू जस्ट डिड यू इज दिस वॉट यू वॉन्टेड दिस इज लाइक दिस इज दाइटन इन दिस लाइफ आई के नॉट गिव यू एनी मोर टेंशन राइट ग्रेटेस्ट ट्रेजिडीज बिफॉर यू इज यू गेट एवरी थिंग यू एवर वॉन्टेड oh yeah you know right so lots of people want to be uh, leading yoga retreats or or you know creating content but you don't really know what it is to do those things right have you have you read uh, plato's symposium I you're a philosophy read. student so yeah i skipped that one i read the republic achha, achha. i was like symposium kon padhta hai but that's the when he <laughs> that's when he was right before he died no I, he I'm was about sure to take the poison i like how now it's becoming like a who has the bigger dick contest you know? i mean clearly <laughs> do i know more about philosophy or do you know more about philosophy <laughs> imagine though imagine i actually take this personally and start <laughs> start so do you know the marxist <laughs> like aapne homi baba padha hai kabhi You literally just made that up. You just made that up. That's nothing. And I just play like me. Ha ha. I have read. But read. Just. Ab bata. Jaane do. No, Homi Baba is actually not a made-up person. Okay. But uh, I believe you. Ha symposium I have not read. Okay, so it was a whole uh, talk about. So a symposium is just uh, you know these uh, all these drunk Greek philosophers. <laughs> So why, do we keep, why do we keep coming back to this alcohol system? I don't know. All these drunk Greek philosophers getting together and being like, "Yeah, man, philosophy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all jacked, huh? In, in the, the portraits are all just jacked. In my head, they're all jacked. That's the only way I can read this shit. <laughs> you just have Socrates' eight pack. <laughs> What are you doing, dude? What's up? This is jacked. और आप आप अपने आप अपने कंटेम्प्रेरी वालों को सोचो बेचारे मार्क्स वार्क्स बोटू नीचे बोटू कैबू जो है इरेलीवेंटिंग 
the end of the symposium that uh, love is basically the spirit between what you want and what you cannot have. So it's the spirit between life and death, between um, uh, being a poor man and wanting wealth and things like that. Okay. So I don't know what the point was that I was making, but when you said this, I thought, oh, Plato symposium, now I'll show how smart now, I am. Now I will mention <laughs> <laughs> Plato. <laughs> Philosophy for I've been waiting my whole life. I've read one <laughs> philosophy <laughs> book. <laughs> so Plato ka ye scene tha, ke Plato never actually spoke about himself. Huh. Uh, so there was Socrates, Plato, and then Aristotle. Aristotle was Plato's student. Yeah. Right? And Plato supposedly was taught by Socrates, but no one ever yeah. saw Socrates. People know Socrates through Plato's work. Oh. Plato never wrote about himself. Wow. Right? And so Socrates would go off on all these tangents, have all these debates with people, but no one ever actually knew if, if Socrates was a... And, and, and some would argue that that was Plato introducing... Uh, the method to really challenge uh, autocratic or tyrannical regimes. Yeah. Right? Because he's like, no, Socrates is actually a little bit. Socrates is a fictional character. I'm a play writer, boy. Kya, chill, go. What happened? Why are you angry? What happened? Right? And so, and so, at the end of Socrates' career through Plato's eyes, um, he actually debated someone on religion. And so, uh, I don't know if it was the Congress or what was it. it the, the people, uh, the the, um, the assembly or what have you, they decided he should kill himself. Right? So they're like, you're going to drink poison. And so the most prolific speech about, uh, you know, what is virtue, what is it, what it is to lead a good life or, you know, go off and, you know, live a virtuous life or whatever, um, comes right at the end, right before he's going to drink poison. And Socrates talks about, you know, what it is to actually be a virtuous person is to just be at home with virtue. Hmm. To, be, to, to be the sort of person for whom it is not a chore to be virtuous. Yeah. You know, you stuff of this sort. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, it's super cool. Okay, you know, this dude, I don't know if he existed. In, I mean, to be fair, this guy never you know, cleaned up, right? He didn't have any money. Hmm. He would get into all these debates and he was jacked like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my question too. Huh? What do you mean? What do you mean? Was steroids in the same way? I was just going to say. Nonsense. There were steroids. No. That's why he didn't have money. All the money went to steroids. Solved. Moving on. Man, we are the next yeah, great course. philosophers. Of course we are. Come on now. We've read all of two books. <laughs> the Republic and Symposium. But yeah, speaking of steroids, uh, what's the yoga culture like in Pakistan? <laughs> Do you take steroids, ma'am? <laughs> people, look, what's interesting is, again, people will have all these stigmas around, you know, steroids, people don't understand People who take steroids work twice as hard as the rest oh, of us. Yes. You know, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Their workouts are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Because what steroids do is not make you bigger. So all steroids do is enable faster recovery. Hmm. So you can destroy yes. yourself more often. More often. Exactly, right? And people don't get that. People are like, oh, it's easier if you take steroids. Why don't hmm. you take steroids? Pump me full of steroids. Happens. See what happens. Yeah. I'm not going to become the rock. 
Yeah. The Rock's also working out three times a day. It's insane, and they eat like crazy, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of issues, and they cycle. Uh, yeah, performance enhancing drugs is like a whole. Like I have no um issues with it, but I do tell my friends, my idiot friends who are my age, the boys. I'm like, why? Because they, they're like, we're just going to take steroids, and I'm like, what is that gonna do for you, bro? <laughs> I don't know. Unless you're right. unless you're trying to, unless you're a uh, high level athlete, yeah. a professional athlete of any sort, a bodybuilder or a, I don't know, like any of the Olympic sports, you, please don't. Yeah, and even then, right? My, so my uh, moral understanding of steroids is such: as long as you're not in a combat sport, right? Because if you and I are the same weight class, same everything, the assumption is weight classes. Why are they? The assumption is that you and me and me. Uh, inherently koi farak nahi hai. Yeah. it'll be on dependent on our skills right but if I am enhanced if I am an enhanced athlete and at that weight that's unfair yeah that's yeah. unfair and I could hurt you yeah. besides that dude go ham like just be careful like go through a doctor but absolutely man take all the steroids if you need to yeah I agree I just, agree this is this is what we learned from our philosophy books of course سوکریٹیز نے بولا تھا یہ پتا نہیں آپ کو اب میں میں بھی سوکریٹیز کو نا ہر چیز پہ لگا دوں گا یار دیکھو یہ سوکریٹیز نے بولا تھا نا یار آپ کو تو پتا ہے نا کہ وہ جو عمران خان ہیں ان کو کیوں ووٹ کرنا چاہیے آپ کو کیوں وائی شوڈ یو ووٹ فار عمران خان سوکریٹیز نو فار سوکریٹیز My mother, yeah, I, I sound like a prodigy. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I said that already at 21, if you're leading a retreat. I mean, you know, I don't need to call you a prodigy if, you, if you're uncomfortable with it. No, no, I'm not. You're a prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Please compliment <laughs> me. <laughs> In the description, uh, Tabir is a yoga prodigy. <laughs> yes. and, we speak of, and we spoke about philosophy. <laughs> oh my God, who's going to watch that? <laughs> Add, add uh, uh, steroids, uh, stero- uh, uh. you know, philosophers on steroids, uh, drunk people, drunk people add love. all this into the description. She, she was also, also once asked to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so weird. Yes. Dude, I mean, but heck, yeah, the fa- one of the problems with our Moashra is that we don't, there's dissonance, right? So we don't want to admit that this is all happening. Right. And, and, and because we don't want to admit that there's no conventions governing this stuff. Right? Because usually at these parties abroad, there are conventions. Okay, boss, if you've done such a without confirming how old or young this person is, you're getting into trouble. Oh, Here, yeah. because, because people don't even, like your family doesn't even know you're there. Do you know what I mean? I'm, 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 It's <laughs> chilling. <laughs> My <Ad> mom knew. Like, you know, uh, but with most girls, right? 17, 18, whatever, dressed up, ماشاءاللہ سے جو بھی ہے No. Oh my god yeah. they are they're terrible. Yeah. And they're very pushy and they're predators and it's it's very scary. Um because if you're a girl who like if they would have gotten to me even six months prior to when they did like I don't think I would have had the strength to stand my ground. But that's the other thing right? Convention oh uh consent is not really well I mean just anything around sex is not discussed. 
oh, you just yeah. don't talk about it, right? And if you don't talk about it, if you don't educate girls about their rights, about how this stuff happens, because guess what? It happens. It does. And it's going to go down, right? Um, so how is this person supposed, or this young person supposed to know that uh, I can say no? Or that, yeah. in fact, it There's is not my job to say it. yes all the time. They also end up putting their value in, in sex, right? Because um, even in uh, relationships and stuff now, it, it's, it's a part of it. It yeah. has to be a part of it. Yeah. And, um, and that's fine. Like, I, like if you are somebody who values it, I am someone who values it. But there's, there's a lot of people who are not ready for that and they're not comfortable yet. And that's fair. You don't know, you don't know their story behind it. Their no, stories of, of abuse and, or just, you know, asexuality or whatever. And, and uh, they're ridiculed here because here it's not so... Yeah. Men are just incredibly pushy. Yeah. 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 Especially in those, in those ungoverned un- places with no conventions. Like, I'm not taking any blame away from these people, by the way, these yeah, men, right? Yeah. But what I am saying is, um, you're asking for trouble. Right? If you're, again, if you're going to be like Socrates and expect everyone to be a virtuous uh, subject, then they're going to ask you eventually to drink poison. That's what happened, yeah. right? No one should expect that... You can only control your own actions no? at course. the end of the day. Of course, of course, of course. Um... But yeah, I, I I don't know how we got here. We were going to start talking about you being a prodigy. What were we talking well, How did we start oh, this geez, conversation? <laughs> this going? is going really heavy. I swear this yeah, is yeah, so yeah. light before the yeah, mics really, turned on. Yeah, and, and then, and then, and then oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, before the mics turned on. Um, mics turned back on and then we're like, okay, so death and, uh, so and ke, sex uh, and Socrates. Yeah, and, and so love, how does <laughs> What's it? So, 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 your mom, you said, was uh, into yoga. Was she um, a yogi, though? So, my mother was not into yoga. My mother's best friend was an Ayurvedic specialist. Um, so, my mother at the time had a severe health condition. Okay. Um, okay. Trying to make this really like light because it's not a sad story. Okay. She's fine now. Okay, alhamdulillah. <laughs> but yeah, don't try to make it a light. Um, huh? So, she had a very severe health condition. And it's it's interesting because it was one of those things. I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Okay. So, she had gone um, and she had prayed or whatever. And then she had... Get, gotten into the car turned on the radio and the person on the radio was this Ayurvedic specialist during oh, an interview wow. you know such as this one yeah. and so she just was like okay well the doctors are saying there's nothing they can do um, so science is not on my side let's try this uh-huh. and do, you, do you want to talk about what the sickness was? Uh, honestly, it was just um, uh, low platelet levels and okay. platelets are what clot your blood na? Okay. so like uh, it's okay. if your platelets drop too low even a little cut you could bleed out yeah yeah. Doctors at that time were like, man, unless they get to like this level, we cannot do anything. But at the level they were saying is that level where you just start internally bleeding for no reason. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is what was happening. So she went to this uh, Ayurvedic specialist. Somehow they became besties that uh, as you do. Of course. Uh, she, she did get a lot better. Um, that uh, specialist somehow just saw something in me and... and I am like this this overly comical person, but I am deeply spiritual as well. So okay. she had seen this in me and she was like uh, at the age of 12 and she was like, I want you to meditate. And I was like, at 12, okay, <laughs> I I'll will, do it. Yes, I will do it. <laughs> She's like, you're going to sit in a dark room with one candle. There's a mirror on either side and you're just going to meditate. Uh-huh. You're a child. You have an active imagination. Sure. I saw shit. <laughs> I can imagine. Whether that was visions, you know, from 
the heavens or whether that was a child's active imagination i don't know but oh my god mm-hmm. from there um i started yoga and stuff as well as as a way to ground the crazy shit going on in my head um i'm not crazy guys no 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 <laughs> I, i didn't say anything <laughs> he, he's like i kind of want to i don't know about this anymore <laughs> sure, or, or 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 they cut to so you're talking about this they cut to me i have a gun like not any chance sweating from everywhere <laughs> right and so he's like well i mean that's true they, you ask them what they're doing they're like i only eat 12 quarter pounders yes, a day no. eat 11 <laughs> ha huh, that honestly though yeah that's the first step that's what i tell people also yeah you know when it comes to the cocaine and the alcohol i'm like thoda sa kam kar lo kuch nahi hota try karo but you know the prob- <laughs> the problem again is you know and here's why um you should be vague not you but like anyone should be very careful in in giving these people advice because you could actually die if you if you're addicted to alcohol and you quit cold turkey you yes, could yes, kill yes. yourself yeah i, know, you know? I honestly so Allah even yeah even yeah. on terms of um just uh, the capability of quitting something where you're biologically addicted That's it. you really shouldn't uh, quit all at once because you're not going to it's if you're going to come back to it of if course. you survive of course if you survive yeah. yeah so i always say do like take baby steps yeah. and because you also want to make this a lifelong thing even with simple things like your diet like why are you switching mm. to juices and protein shakes when you've been living off of burgers for 12 years bro dek basun am i attacking you on a personal keto. level keto keto yaar keto ho jayega na phir life set ho jayegi that's the thing keto ke baad you get fat again you exactly. that's what it is right because because people don't and and that again i do want to get into uh, how um how whimsical uh, accreditations are here and when it comes to like fitness specialists and all those things yeah. lots of people just open up companies and straight up giving uh, uh, you know professing the truth that is keto how keto will save your life right people don't understand the simple uh, simple me- mechanisms of how you lose weight calories in versus calories out that's it right thermodynamics Th- thermodynamics 101 right they don't understand given they're on keto not only are, so they are eating 90% fats and then yeah. whatever 8% protein and 2% carbs aisa kuch karna hota hai aapko matlab i i am not sure about those last two but most of it is fat they don't understand they're also eating dramatically lower calories and i say dramatically yeah, here consciously you're losing weight because you're in a deficit you're in a, in a calorie it. deficit right uh there's people that are just like i have friends huge like 
big men, right? Like I'm not, I'm not talking about just just fat, but the big guys, right? Six foot three, like 250, 300 pounds, just a big human being, right? And he's on a on a uh, on a steady thirteen hundred calories a day. Oh. I'm like, dude, listen to me. You're destroying yourself, dude. Your hair will start falling yeah. out. You have no energy. Your libido is gone. Like everything's gone. Everything's gone. You know, you're always irritable, or you have no energy to work. Of course, of course. Like thirteen, thirty so calories, and you peop- barely have any energy to just exist anymore. Exactly. आप सिर्फ सांस लेने की सांस लेने की भी एनर्जी होती है यार. And so you know, and and I have rec- not recently now, but I think uh, a year ago I lost about forty uh, five kilos. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you, uh, Alhamdulillah. But again, and I say this to people as often as I can at the top of my lungs, um, I was eating close to f- six to eight thousand calories a day, right? And that'll do it, <laughs> you know. That'll like so. I was 125 kilos when I started the podcast, right? Wow. I am hovering around uh, as we speak right now. I think I'm 84. That's amazing. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. But I dropped all the way down to 79. Okay, okay. Right, okay. and 79 is uh, when I was uh, in A levels. I was 79 kilos, right? So I dropped down, right? And people like, how'd you do it? Tell us your workout routine. No, nothing, dude. Just a caloric deficit. That's it. That's it. But you know, also. be mindful of your vitamins and stuff. Oh yes because when you're in a deficit you uh do run the risk of developing deficiencies because of course, of course you're consuming less. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Anyways, so you went back and forth with this yoga stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, I really did. When did you because now you're accredited. Now you're like if I call you an expert, now I'm not uh Exaggerating. Yeah, I would right. consider. Yeah, yeah. My, I mean, I think you're always a student of yoga. It's not like I know everything. Right, right, right. Um, Expert. I can't go student of yoga. Philosophy. Thought he was talking about. But okay. So now uh, it's fair to say that you're an expert because you've yeah. done multiple accreditations. When did you decide to do that? Honestly, uh, this was a little bit before COVID that I that I decided. So it's on twenty. Uh, two thousand nineteen. Something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right before, and you were just like, "What was that decision like?" Where you were like, "Okay, I need to make money. Might as well make money off this." Was it something like so that? So I was already making a decent amount of money um, because I was working at a gym. I was working with Hydro actually, who okay, I Hydrofit. love. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I realized that uh, the gym is not my. The reason the gym is not my thing, hundred percent. I still work out all the time. Okay. Um, a few times a week, but the reason the gym is not my main thing is because after a certain point, so any effective gym routine. Will be very repetitive. Yes. A good and gym routine will be repetitive and boring. Hundred percent boring. No mental stimulation. Mm-mm. But whereas um, I do other things now, I do yoga, I do aerial dance, I do pole dance. All of these things you can learn for life. There of is course. always something to of learn. Of course, yeah. That's what I needed. My brain needed it. You needed stimulus, right? Yes. And 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 uh, because I'm just so smart. I mean, <laughs> symposium parao hai bhai. Lekin lekin what I'm saying is. Um, But so so we'll get into the yoga and and the, and the fitness in just a minute. At what you said at sixteen, what was that realization? Right, like yeah, a minute, I need to start earning myself. And then, whatever comes your way, then it's a matter of how and how is irrelevant, right? As long as you have a why, why you want to earn. What was that realization like? It was a. Uh So originally it was just to support my family. Okay. Um but then once I started even just a little bit on the side I was like, "Oh, 
now I can make my own decisions with money. And you know, um, usually people start doing this in their 20s yeah. and they go through that crazy phase where they spend unnecessarily and all that stupidity sure. happens. Sure, sure. That happened at 16 and then out of the way. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay investments now sure i guess yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it really helped my development a yeah a bitcoin <laughs> at 16 <laughs> yeah. yeah dude i wish i did that mm-hmm. yeah you, uh, you do wish <laughs> yeah yeah man, i do wish i wasn't that smart unfortunately <laughs> i i bought one bitcoin i still remember still remember yeah it benefited me a lot alhamdulillah i bought one bitcoin when it was 500 dollars and now when did you sell it I so, I'm gonna, I'll tell you after uh, the podcast, but yeah, okay. right now it's forty. <laughs> right now it's forty-eight thousand dollars a bitcoin. Yeah, so you do wish. <laughs> bitcoin. If I had known you at the time and you could have told me that, well, I I didn't know what I was doing. That's okay. I would have probably listened to you. <laughs> Anyways, the way you talk, also, he's just just such a commanding voice. Just, <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about. So you know, Socrates. This is Socrates. Bitcoin. <laughs> Metacognition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's that, the full conversation. That's it. Socrates, Bitcoin, metacognition. Imran Khan. Uh, yes. So, what are we... So, okay. So, you were, you made the decision, Kiar, uh, supporting my family and gym first, right? And yeah. when the gym was just not stimulating enough for yourself. Yeah. Okay. And that was just a few years ago where I was like, if I have to teach one more person how to squat... I will blow my brains out. Okay, but why? Uh, was it that they don't get it? Or is it just, it wasn't, like, it wasn't entertaining, or it wasn't fun for you? It was honestly it? just a lack of stimulation. Okay. Because I feel like anybody in their late teens to early 20s, your brain is developing a lot. You know, you, you're you like a sponge. You want everything. And this this uh, gym that I worked at, like, I like me and my boss are still like this. Like, I consider him my family. I consider him like my father. Who, <laughs> um, Hydro. Hydro, Hydro still? Yeah, yeah, I call him Papa. Uh, he's too young for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You understand? I'm like, Papa, hello. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, ek to, ek to, he's in such phenomenal shape, na. Oh, yeah. Haan, he absolutely does not. But he's not that old. But he also doesn't look a day over like 22 yeah. or something, right? Yeah, it's really funny. It's so people strange. have always thought that we're siblings or distant relatives. And then when I make a joke about him being my dad, they believe me. And I'm like, no, no, it was a joke. I'm joking. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. But yeah, that, that dude, again, has really, you know, just taken the long way where you've, you know, picked it up at 16 and just, mashallah, so you've done so well. Him, I've seen him working hard forever. So genuinely, a lot of my character development came from that man. Of course. Um, Because uh, the way, so we work very similarly, uh, like our work ethic is very, is like, you know, just grinding and whatnot. But he's also, he doesn't admit it, but deep down, he has a total yogi vibe. He's all like, good vibes, inner child, nourishment and all of, of this course, stuff. Dude. And I'm like, I love it. I yeah. love it. Say I mean, it louder. Of co- no, listen, <laughs> of course. Like, so, so I knew Hydro before he was Hydro. I didn't, so I worked out with him like a total of three times. I don't know if he, if he even remembers it because it was a pra- common practice with him. He'd just come in. Uh, so you just come in and he'd be like, uh, you just pick someone who was, who, who again, his wives batch. We didn't have this kind of language back then. I'm talking 12 years ago. Uh, ancient. 12 years ago, I must have been 18 or 19. Oh my gosh. Right, yeah. Um, 17, 18. So anyways... And I, I used to be able to lift a little bit. I was strong, relatively, right? And so he would obviously pick out someone who, who would at least be able to keep up with him in terms of weights, yeah. right? He also was very young at the time. and But then he would just work out with them. And so I worked out with him a couple of times. And the one thing that I 
remember to this day the workout was good arms kiya tha humne workout was good uh in fact dono teenon dafa arms hi kiya tha um but there was this distinct lack of that toxicity that was prevalent back in that those days gym culture was still predominantly masculine still, still is acha main to nahi jata ab gyms okay matlab stairs uthata hu you know philosophize and lift no no i don't even lift i'm just naturally that that was a thing that kuch kiya nahi hai soch raha hu gym join kar lu just flex everything not breathing veins of it want to pop that's too much dude too much oh man but so you're saying still toxic masculinity oh yeah quite a bit that but i mean not even masculinity just general toxicity is very common even, in even the fitness khawateen. industry oh yeah yeah it's ridiculous so talk to me why. about that <laughs> tell me all the hot tell gossip me all of it <laughs> so, what's the tea <laughs> iftar ho gayi hai <laughs> So genuinely, like with like me and Hydro, me and Hydro, obviously gang gang family, you know. Yeah. But like, um, it's very sometimes difficult to get along with other fitness people in the industry. I think I was better able to get along with them when I was younger and new because they did not see me as any sort of threat. Now, I mm. mean, ye kya choti si bachi hai? Are you still threatening? I'm very threatening. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Why do you rep gangs and stuff? <laughs> PTI. <laughs> What's going on here? So I mean, still now I I I tend to get along with. Th- that's the thing. I get along very well with the male trainers and gym owners, but for some reason there's this weird thing with the female trainers. And and the thing is that uh, if you ask any male gym owner or trainer, they might tell you the same thing that they have issues with other male trainers. And it's nothing direct. It's just this vibe you get that okay, like I don't think this person actually likes me. Where do you think that comes from? Um I just think that people I think it's just a scarcity mindset right I mean Karachi is only so big our 1% is only so big how many boutique gyms can you open and have them run at full capacity right it's just comp- it's just competition it's just business yeah yeah and so but the, the problem with that is taking that approach instead of actually being like okay well if Tabir is this good I just need to be better yes because that's the actual solution not you know branding you as whatever you know she's snotty she exactly. poses her talking crap about yeah, somebody else just be better yes you know? and that's the thing so that's what's really made me uh into what i am as a yogi today um i can honestly say with like confidence that i th- i i think i'm one of the best yogis in the city uh you know just starts posing <laughs> right now the talk jo hai yasar ke upar just sit like you that for the na? rest of class you could no don't do it please <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do it. <laughs> you can no longer monetize the video then. Do we say monetize to ek taraf hai just for my sanity because then I'll try to do it. You want me to do it? No, please don't. Okay. Do it. <laughs> so and 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 that's because like I pride myself in one learning about my own self. Self study is very important. Of course. But also understanding what my students need, what my students want, understanding the human body. I'm constantly learning. Of course. Okay. And that makes me a better teacher. Sure. On top of that, if you study as a teacher, if you're also studying some psychology, some therapy, some this that, how to communicate relations, all of these things, this all makes you a better teacher as well. 100%. So it's just how much do you want to develop as a person mm-hmm. in your career? Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make you better, not shitting on other yogis. Absolutely <laughs> not, right? Um, so obviously we can't uh, talk about the people who are problematic because you know name calling won't serve anything. Yeah. Who are some of the besides yourself? Who are some of the other uh yogis that you think are par excellence in karachi 
Um, there is Rasti who owns the studio that I work at. Which is? Uh, Yoga Lift. Yoga Lift. Where's that? Self-promo. Where's uh, that? Where's <laughs> that? It's, uh, you know where Pomo and Easy and all those restaurants are? Shabazz. Okay, Shabazz. Yeah. 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 So it's there. Okay, um, wonderful. So she is amazing. She's all good vibes. And wh- what's interesting about our dynamic is that she, like, I'm just a younger version of her. Oh like, she God. is a type A crazy workaholic who's also like yoga and love and good vibes. Yoga and love. But if you would stop bitching, you would make money. <laughs> so that's literally what I am. Because she looks at me and she's like, oh my God, why do you work so much? I used to do that when I was your age. And I was like, yeah, you know, uh, Rasti, by the way, like from uh, 3.10 to uh, 3.55 a.m., I have a little bit of time. So I was thinking I should just take a class. You take know, one like more class. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just take- and that was her. So we have an interesting dynamic and she's helped me a lot. Uh, to develop as a as a yogi, okay. I would say. Okay. Then there is Ajlan, my other favorite. Okay. He is uh, like me in the sense that he just, I feel, needs constant new things, mental stimulation. stimulation. Okay. He always wants to be a beginner at something, okay. which I love because that makes you a kid at of heart. Of course, of course. And you're always happy. Yeah, so he's the one who introduced me to pole dancing recently. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. You know, <laughs> and, and just as, just an aside, I'll let you, I'll get back to your li- uh, list right away. But just aside, you know, again, people are like pole dancing. Dude, try one. Oh, t- fucking try, try it. Try one, bitch. right? <laughs> try one. Um, because, and I've never tried it, but I know... Getting like that. I have a bruise from it right now. Oh, That's I just it. thought that was you, you know, jujitsu or something. Oh man, I tried jujitsu once also and then I never went back. I got Why? really scared. Well, scared of what? Man, there's just there's a lot happening. Uh, it's <laughs> a lot happening, but also... I've uh, done kickboxing. Okay, wonderful. But jujitsu, uh, so I'm a blue belt in jujitsu. I, I, oh. uh, I, didn't, I didn't pursue it. I could have been better i was actually yeah was, you're jacked enough you know <laughs> no, that's not the point i was actually skinny like i was quite prodigious at uh, when i started because i had a wonderful teacher my teacher is absolutely one of the best uh, in canada and uh, fantastic teacher you know he has a phd he's also and an mba and uh, just killing life uh, basically but yeah and then i stopped because laziness and self sabotage uh, as you do. As you do, right? But uh, pole dancing, right? Just getting in those positions requires such strength. Oh my gosh. You would be surprised. Most people would be surprised. You know what's interesting is I posted one up on my story the other day, like a pole dancing video. I had multiple <clears throat> people, like girls, asking me, where can I buy one? And I was like, with all due love and yogi respect and good vibes... You've never even picked up your own groceries, bro. How the fuck are you going to hang from a pole? Please explain to me. Why don't you go to the gym a few times? Yeah. You know, for a few years. Yeah. And then buy yourself Just a pole. Just do a dead hang. Just do a dead hang. And Show it, me that you can hang from a bar exactly, for a minute. Exactly. Just, and a dead hang is exactly that. It, it, not to sound... Com- it's not complicated at all. Just you, just ha- hang on to your own body, 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 body weight... <laughs> for a minute. For 30 seconds. Do one of those things, right? And we worry about that... It's surprising how few people are actually uh, have that calisthenic awareness. It's not... Oh, body awareness is big for me. Like, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Come on now. So you know how... Uh, like this is what... So I always explain proprioception in my classes. We're about to get really sciencey for two minutes. Please. Um, so you know if you ask a drunk person to walk in a straight line, they can't do it. So... Those, uh, so for us humans, we have a lot of areas of our body we don't really use, right? I would say our shoulders, our hip joints, all of these things. So... 
uh, this is not a scientific explanation at all but like there literally when if i try to tell you to rotate your shoulder a certain way it's likely that you won't be able to do it your brain is just going to short circuit yeah yeah because because you don't do it that body awareness is no longer there yep. you have to rebuild that proprioception the body awareness right side up on the ground first yes. before you try to go upside down before you try to hang from the air before you try to get on a pole that's it and people don't understand this yeah. at all well i mean it's spectacle based no it looks cool right it so does. if you're upside down looks cool i want to do it huh. or if someone's like uh you know there's break the break dancing community is now getting big in karachi as well if someone does a flip you're just like, i want to do a flip yeah do like, a flip dude have you tried jumping <laughs> <laughs> you know do a flip come yeah, on teach man. me teach me, teach me right now right now I, i can do a flip no you cannot no, you're gonna break your neck exactly exactly or people watch someone do like a 110 kilo power clean i want to do that no you don't like and they're no, like you, you know they're like oh like but you make it look so easy it's my job yeah and years and also years yeah and i've been right? doing this for like they're like no but you just started like aerial yoga or pole dancing i was like yeah but i have 10 years of everything else of everything else like my the, my relationship with my body is so developed mm-hmm. whereas you just you need to start that take the first step that's it it's it's it, and again i i suppose it's difficult and you know you don't want to be antagonistic to anyone but i suppose it's difficult for people to realize uh that they've not been kind to their bodies you know it's one of those things that you don't understand it because you're like Okay but I've lived in it my whole life. Clearly I know my body. I know my body better than anybody else and it's like no but you don't. But you don't. Have you ever checked in with your body? Do you even know how? Like even if you ask someone who's feeling anger or emotional or whatever in a meditation, sometimes I'll I'll tell these students I'm like but where in your body are you physically feeling this? That's it. And apparently therapists also yes. do this. Yes. Yes, yes, um, yes, we're supposed to. I'm sure to, yeah. you know from all of your all, all of your therapy appointments. Yes. Appointments. Your... I am actually studying to be a therapist. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> And also that. appointments. ฉันจะต้องเอ๊ะแต่ทําไมมันไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม
wanted to hear my whole life. So that's all I wanted is for you to say that I could do it. But yeah, so, super so difficult. My stuff. classes are quite interesting if you come to my classes. So Sabina actually was, uh, she tells this story to everyone. I was like, this is not how you market my classes, yeah. Like, I need to quote this for my next class, okay? Please, Please give me this clip. Please, of course, yeah. So for my one of my classes, I had students who had been with me for months. Okay. I know they can do push-ups, okay? Because we've because I will train them and drill them until they are strong. And I'm like, okay, you can do push-ups. Now we're moving on to arm balances. Okay. And they can do arm balances also. They yeah. are solid. My yeah. best students. Yeah, mashallah. One day I come in. I'm like, okay, just as a warm-up, give me, give me five push-ups. That's okay. it. Just five. Yeah. They start, you know, hip thrusting the ground, the half push-ups. I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? <laughs> you think, you, you think, think you can lie to me? You think I'm playing. <laughs> you thought this was a game. I was like, acha, we're doing push-ups the rest of class, fuckers. Okay. <laughs> How long is class? It's an hour. <laughs> Different push-up variations, oh push-up no. holds. One arm, one tang up, but we are doing push-ups. You lie to me again. You yeah. see, <laughs> you see. And what about all the people who hadn't been lying? The only person who couldn't do a push-up at the time was Sabina. Oh, cute. So okay. she she had to hold a plank. Okay. What? <laughs> Different planks. <laughs> Side plank, one plank this way, one leg up and plank and one maybe, arm. Maybe up. I won't come to your class. No, no, you have to come. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> unless you unless you uh, obviously threaten my male ego, then obviously I'm coming. Yeah, I think you won't be able to do it. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Front of class. <laughs> Front of class. What did you <laughs> with that accent <laughs> that's ridiculous dude. but again what do you say about you know so where it's good that uh, you know it's it's way, way you, you see it more often now yoga yogis yoga studios all that stuff what do you say about how some of the education is very loose because again there's no conventions that govern you know, there's no bodies there's no yoga body in karachi there's no yeah. you know no one's saying you know what standard of uh, education is enough for you to become a yogi start giving classes what do you say to all that because people get hurt you know you can i would say the same for anything in the fitness industry here and the main issue is that people don't again people don't understand that every single body is different and functions differently because Yes, we're all born with the same joints and the same whatever, but there's years of injuries, movement uh, patterns that are misaligned, all of these things. Everybody moves differently. And the issue is that people take one yoga course a lot of the times just to make a little bit of extra money on the side, you know, pocket money or whatever. They don't care about what they're doing. Just like many teachers in schools here, like my mother herself is a teacher and there are other teachers within the school who are just doing it because they didn't have anything else to do. Sure. But you have to understand that like, I mean, this is a very big problem, but it's like the, you are handling, somebody is trusting you with their body. Mm-hmm. And you know... And a broken body at that. A broken know? body, you know? And we all have aches and pains. And if you cannot value the fact that you are... You don't have to know everything as a yoga teacher. But I would say if you cannot value the fact that someone is trusting you with their body, then you should not be a yoga teacher. You should not be a trainer. You should not be anything. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you don't deserve that... Uh, responsibility and that respect. Sure, sure. Fair, right? Fair. Um, And then what do you also say to the stigma where yoga is necessarily feminine? 
you know and, and you know all jokes aside we've been joking for a while but all jokes aside مرد حضرات زیادہ تر نہیں آنا چاہتے بیکاز لڑکی والی چیز ہے میں کیوں کروں یو نو ایم اسٹرانگ ان دس ان دیٹ وٹ یو ہاؤ ہاؤ ڈو یو دین گو اراؤنڈ کامبیٹنگ دیٹ سو اگین ولنگ ٹو لسن آئی ٹیل دیم ہاؤ یوگا واز اوریجنلی میسکولین ہاؤ واز اٹ اوریجنلی میسکولین سو اٹ واز اٹ واز کریٹیڈ بائی مین ایکچولی اینڈ اٹ واز اے نمبر آف پوزز ویری اسٹف یو دی دے ور ہیلڈ فار الانگ اماؤنٹ آف ٹائم ٹو کریٹ ڈسپلن اینڈ ٹو کریٹ energy flows in the body like space for the energy to flow obviously spiritual reasons so that the men could meditate because once um religion started becoming more patriarchal wow we are getting deep um once religion started becoming more patriarchal uh it was men who were spiritually enlightened and men who could search for enlightenment only and this is one of the pathways to which you can become enlightened is through yoga and then meditation yep um However, uh, as science came along, obviously, uh, those stiff yoga poses are not 100% the way. No. Uh, you know, because uh, well, for one of, one of the things is that, oh, if you lock your knees, that was one of the poses, forward fold, lock the knees, fold over, stay there for five minutes. It was one of the poses from back in the day. Now, science says for a lot of people, if you lock your knees and you fold over, you're going to get pain in your sciatic nerve, which mm-hmm. is your little tailbone, top yeah. of your butt. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's little things like that. Oh, you that. can't say butt, sorry. Booty. <laughs> can't do that either. <laughs> um, but, but again, so, so, so yes. So, right? femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that, uh, honestly, so I, I feel like actually now, a lot of the men in sports in, in, uh, that go to the gym or anything like this, they've become very open to yoga. Which is, it's funny, they're open to yoga because they think it's stretching. Yeah. Um, and they're like, I need to stretch. And I'm yeah. like, that's great. Come to my class. It's not stretching. It's not stretching. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's not stretching at all. Right? Because that's what they think it is. And I suppose that's how they... Uh, But it's a good entrance into it. Sure. Right? And, and, then, and then they often, I, I, from what I they understand... They do stay then. Yeah, they never leave. Right? Because the thing is, it also... Essentially, everyone wants to feel good. No one wants to feel like crap, you know? No one wants to feel like their bones are... You degenerating yeah, and stuff, you know? exactly. And it's... The thing is, our postures and how we, you know, constantly are consuming social media and so on and so forth is... It's quite problematic. You know, it's not good. And, and so, uh, you know, if something offers alleviation from all that, I think 100% for it, you know? But... Uh, again, so... how would you increase your outreach because ek aur masla ye hai right when you're teaching someone yoga right it's it's a lot of energy some of it unfortunately does become sexual right and becomes inappropriate how would you govern that space and how would you go about dealing with it ki yaar dekho please just keep your mind up here and really understand this or what it is it's important for you instead of whatever you know yoga pants and all those things all those stereotypes how do you navigate that space so definitely as a yogi who is 22 i am i feel like uh, sexualized quite a bit mm-hmm. um and within my own friend group it's hilarious i don't mind i'm like yeah yeah yogi shogi whatever yeah, yeah. you make your jokes yeah. within my class though um because uh, Of course, I want to feel safe, but I also want my students to feel safe. Um, I feel like I'm very, very uh, strict on my gut feeling and, and crowd control and, you know, stuff like that. If I feel like any man, even if it's like, if, it, if, it, if I even feel like he's looking at me in a weird way or looking at my students in a weird way, like he's not allowed in my class sure. anymore. What else and are you I think do? that there's nothing else I can do, unfortunately. I That's feel. it. Um, 
and it's hard because at the same time as a yogi as a spiritual person i want to offer healing right i want you to stop That's How, it, what can i do for you to stop being a pervert a pervert exactly <laughs> i i think so you know people ask me why did you start the podcast and it was always the hope was always to have conversations having said that unfortunately you can't have conversations with everybody some people just aren't ready to talk yeah people have to be receptive and it's interesting because yoga has uh, brought that into my actual life now so i was somebody who um i guess because of my childhood and upbringing um i was afraid of conflict especially with men um if any man was to yell at me or to raise his voice or to even look slightly angry like i shrink and get into a corner and i oh just man. cannot even move mm-hmm. um but recently i started uh creating space i'd be like okay this person spoke to me in a way that i did not like or used me in a way that i did not like i would take even if it's 2 3 weeks i will take that time i will think about i will ground myself think about what to say how to say it make a list of things i need to say if i need to and then go to that person and and say it in a very um almost like the way i'm talking now very like as if i if I, as if i'm giving like a lecture in school like that's how i talk um and that's i feel like that's the only way to communicate sometimes and that also gives the other person time to become receptive then because i've realized Fair. that arguments or situations like this like uh, for instance if somebody is is speaking to you inappropriately regarding the podcast in that moment if you start arguing with them they're not receptive and neither are you sure of course not it's going to devolve into a terrible argument and it's going to do nothing for anyone. Well, I mean, I think the first thing you want to avoid always is antagonism. Oh yes. You don't want to But become But that's very difficult. Of course. In practice. Of of course it is, right? Especially when people are calling you names and all sorts oh, of yeah. other things. Um what's what's the in terms of, you know, telling people or because again Pakistan and and Karachi and this Mashra in terms of garnering acceptance for your prof- because it's your profession now you know you're not going to say oh i take a few yoga classes you're like i no, have to no, go to I, work yeah. you know i'm going to go to work after school and then work right so how how do we go about uh, or how have you tried to get greater legitimacy for your profession um legitimacy for my profession i feel like it, it I do just take it as I am a teacher of a of a subject. So in that way, like I try to connect with each and every student. I try to see what they need and why they need it. Um I try to cater to them. I will change the class according to what my students want to te- want, want to learn um in that month. Um that's I feel like that's the only way aside from encouragement. The more your students evolve and develop, the more you feel um in line with uh, your identity as a as as this being a profession right okay. if i just go and i i'm performing in the sense that i'm i'm teaching a class but i don't really care about my students i'm teaching what i want to teach i'm not even looking at them mm-hmm. i don't think i'll ever feel like a yoga teacher fair as as a legitimate anything yeah what's a good uh, like so for instance i've i've worked out now for the better part of 12 years um but if i asked you you know what's a good way what's a good entry point to yoga you'd just say take one of your classes yeah yeah just that <laughs> self promo of course i would say um uh, start with a restorative class because i think most people 
actually, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say start with the power yoga class. Power yoga. Yeah, the reason I would say that, I was going to say restorative at, at first because it's the e easiest class in terms of its, its stretching. But as someone who goes to the gym, yes, you are coming to yoga for stretching, but I know the type of mental stimulation these people need okay. and i feel like power yoga they come in and it's a challenge mm -hmm. and that really introduces them to what yoga is mm -hmm. and they're like oh yoga is a whole world on its own it builds that intrigue and then they come back okay uh, but again the if you're talking about men you're talking about people who uh, at least have some understanding of what calisthenic awareness feels like tricep aise feel hoti hai bicep aise feel hota yeah. hai shoulders aise hote hai pecs aise jo bhi legs yeah. There's also an entire uh, group uh, or, or, or subset of people who you will, who you want to hopefully uh, invite in, which are the women, right? And a lot of them have never worked out. A lot of them have never really had space in this society. You know, they're yeah. always taught keep you know, just if you could just stop existing. That would be great. That would be good. if you could just disappear until I need you again. Yes. You know, and don't show anything. That would be fantastic. Yes. Right. So. Um, uh, we were talking about um, we were talking about how I, I you know if I, I want to take a break I'll actually just look it so usually it's just me and the guest right so I look into I, I'm talking to my editor yeah so I look into I the camera that. and I'll be like <laughs> uh, and the guest's like who are you talking to Wahab knows but yeah your imaginary friend of I don't course. think there is one I don't think there's any Wahab yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what you said. That. Now you're going to have a very bad podcast because it's going to cut you every time. It's going to be like, yeah, man, are you? Wahab, I, I really appreciate you. I think you're a great guy. I, I think he's awesome too. Mashallah say, um, what was I going to say? How, what, what were we talking about before we took a break? I don't know, but it was getting quite intense. Yeah. Ab kya kare? <laughs> Let's interview you now. Okay, this is what you're going to do? Yeah, uh, welcome to my podcast. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, b before before we do, absolutely <laughs> ask me whatever questions you want. Uh, but uh, in terms of being on the social media, so you yeah. have an open Instagram page. Yes. Right? And you're doing all these poses. And again, like I said, as a, as a society, we are extremely sexually frustrated. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? How do you navigate that space? You know, I, 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 I pose this question to practically every woman because I don't know how you guys do it uh, or, or girls do it, right? But um, as someone, again, yoga instructor, um, there's just certain poses where you're going to... Yeah, man. You know? And like yoga is so sexualized. Like a man thinks yoga and he's like sex. You know, <laughs> that's all it you is. You know, but that's, that's like, they need to understand that's a them problem. <laughs> that's <laughs> not the yoga, dude. You know what I mean? And, and, and it is interesting because with uh, yoga, um, at least with me, in terms of uh, energy dynamics, uh, you know, there's more energy flow. There's more loving energy. There is more sensual energy or sexual energy or tantric energy. All of these things. Tantric. Tantra. Oh, no. <laughs> not tantric energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it, some words are great it's just an right? some, some, some words are fantastic right and, and, and tantric is one of them <laughs> you don't know what it means but you're like yes dude uh, sign me up for some tantric tantric <laughs> tantric is just a kind of Sikh kebab Ghazi. oh I'll have some tantric kebabs thank you <laughs> so it is a lot of that is like sexual energy and, and it's flow mm -hmm. so um 
I have no problem with that. I have no problem. I have no pro- problem in regards to conversations about sex and and all of that in, in its uh, relation to yoga. I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro, pull a yoga pose during sex. Yeah. Achha. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> That's not what my question <laughs> I was. Know, I know, let me continue. <laughs> I have a point. I tend to okay. ramble. Okay, okay, cool. But so in terms of that, like with my own friends and my students, uh, because also my students, I'm, I've selected them. I, again, I don't, I don't allow anybody into my class who makes me or my students feel unsafe. Sure. Because of that, it's a very open conversation in that sense. So even on my Instagram, like... Um, I feel like somehow I've begun to cultivate that safe space. Okay, good. So I think I used to get sexualized a lot more than I do now, even though I'm bigger and more well-known as a yogi alhamdulillah. now. Okay, okay. So Alhamdulillah. So I don't know if it's just because I, I've made it so I don't have tolerance for that. Um, maybe I don't respond to it. If someone's really weird, I just straight up block them. Like I don't engage. Okay. And so somehow I've started cultivating an audience that's, People who genuinely are interested in yoga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think also there is there is room here for me to say this. Ye, uh, yoga would benefit. So so Abhi, we're obviously talking about the, the top one percent of society, right? The people who can afford your classes, the people who can afford to be here, live here, and and then obviously um, you know make the time to because obviously someone who works at um, you know. At, as a waiter at, at a restaurant, doesn't have the salary, also doesn't have the time. He's, he's a daily wager, right? He's, he's a laborer. Um, just doesn't, even if he's a salaried person, it's just, it's labor, right? And so they don't have the wherewithal, the time or the money. But it's ridiculous how beneficial yoga could be even in his life, in everyone's life, right? It's like the only thing I think that has benefited me more, I've done a few classes, uh, a few yoga classes. I've not ever picked it up as a practice. But the only thing that's benefited me more is meditation and then prayer, which yes. is also meditation, right? Yes. So, so I mean, it's, it's just that. And, and then you can also then incorporate that into this. That you know? is the most important aspect or the, the biggest gift that yoga can give a person. So the only thing, uh, the only reason yoga is, is good in terms of meditation is that it makes you come into your body before you have to meditate. Sure. Otherwise, when you meditate or you pray, you're constantly thinking about other things. Sure. So for, for most people, having a little bit of a movement practice before just helps you settle yeah. the mind and yeah. come into your body. But yeah, that mindfulness is just like people also really complicate meditation, right? They're like, oh, I don't know how to empty my mind and I'm thinking about a million things. Meditation is just awareness that there are thoughts happening that's a very good way to put it i think it's still difficult to understand of course it is but but lots of people will be taken by the concept of objective truths yeah right they're like okay what's objective versus subjective subjective is what i believe objective is what is truth irrespective of what i believe or what i have hold of it um and the only way to attain any kind of objectivity is to become cognizant of your subjectivity yes that's it and that's that what you very well said. But that's just what you've said, right? I've just yeah. Matlab kya karu yaar Philosophy major yaar. But uh, but yeah, I I think uh, I think if more people were just alerted to uh, how beneficial yoga could be, you know, and and how how non elite it actually is because yeah, it's you for know everyone yeah and and the the people who began the practice were people who, or these practices, were people who shunned uh, the worldly life. You know, like like monks and stuff. You yes, know? they had nothing. Yeah. And, 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 so, and so I feel like that's something... Would you, would you be open to creating 
like content creation because the thing is again everyone can't be in your class right but everyone could view an instagram uh, video that is true yeah. and i i have been wanting to do that it's quite interesting actually this is one of those places in my social media where i'm a little bit scared like i'm like oh i don't know if i want to like i don't know why uh, it's just one of those um, insecurities or like uh, uh, i wouldn't say it's um imposter syndrome but there's been resistance within me to like start that but i really want to because people would benefit quite a lot i think so well why let's 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 unpack that why why is there this resistance um i think part of it is that uh it's it's quite difficult here in terms of uh, the reactions you get like even in this podcast i don't know if it's happened for you but like this it's it's generally in english right it's quite a small thing people will be like why aren't you teaching it in urdu you know that for number one yeah number one so sure. it's a bunch of these little little things that make me feel like it it's uh, there will be a disconnect well so the difference between the podcast it has happened obviously the difference between the podcast and content like the one i'm assuming you uh, content pieces like the ones i'm assuming you would make is you can actually just translate it a translating all of this into urdu would be a problem yeah right because you can't, it's it's too much it's not feasible but just your the content that you would create readily can be translated oh yeah aur batao ab to main content ye banwa ke rahunga well we should do this dude i'm I, it's it's i'm telling you i am a bastion of toxic positivity like okay. if i believe in you like there's no room for you to doubt yourself i'm sorry Oh my god it's, you it's will over. aggressively make me achieve it's, my dreams it's it's over uh, i like i'll uh, so even in therapy right um but one of the things that one of the exams that we have to go through there's like 17 it, it it is vigorous obviously because before you become a therapist you need to be you know vetted in every single way shape or form but so one of the uh one of the exams is what we call a fishbowl which is okay. you conduct a therapy session and there's like 17 peers and three tutors and a supervisor watching and these people are all people that have more experience than you no all of them pressure. right yeah no pressure right or whatever um and you're supposed to conduct a ther- you're supposed to you know navigate the space or aage se jo banda raha hota hai they're having a therapy session right so so they'll like break down and stuff oh and God. they'll bring some 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 you know baggage in because you're being tested on a few things but one of them being you have to you know have that space safe you have to make that safe space for them for the person bringing because they're so vulnerable and stuff right so um uh, anyways even in those instances uh if someone's crying right after you know right after everything's done i'll go to them like, you okay you better be okay you have to be okay you know <laughs> it's, it's just so it's just too much you have to be okay <laughs> you're good right you're good uh, and if they're not they better be okay they better be okay yeah there's you don't no have a choice you don't have a choice excuse me you know, so yeah uh expect uh now aggressive messages about where that content is i love that please do that for me because <laughs> i that's what that's what i do for all these these people are like i told you at the parties the drunk people right the drunk people um <laughs> go, going back to the drunk people um what a good segue huh i can <laughs> how how do you then navigate those spaces as a young person thrust into a world where you know you're going to interact with people that are not only more prominent 
because you're just not old enough, no? Yeah. You just haven't had that kind of time. But these people are not only prominent, they're also powerful. Yeah. You know, leader, just owners of gyms, but really leaders of fashion industries. You're yes, going to be those people, interacting yeah. with all of them, right? You're, it's just, and the thing also is, um, at some point, you have to also speak about the fact that uh, there is no getting ahead if you don't interact with these people. That is true. You know? And it sucks. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It is, right? But also, that's, that's just the game. Because you know? that uh, Karachi is one of those cities. Like, it's comparable to LA and New York City. Like, it's just one of those, uh, in my head at least, it's one of those places where you have to kind of interact with um, the more powerful people. But how to navigate that is, is interesting. So, mm-hmm. in the beginning, I would be, you know, like, I would go along with stuff. I, would, I wouldn't really hold my truth. I wouldn't hold my own. I'd be like okay, I'll party with you guys. Okay, you're you're looking at me uncomfortably and you're speaking to me uncomfortably, but I'm just going to not it. say anything. Yeah. Now though, for uh, so very recently, just in the past year, I've really stepped into my yogi persona and I'm like, this is me, but I need to be this off of the mat and outside of my classes that I teach as well. If I am teaching my students to be true to themselves and be grounded and whatever, 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 then I need to do this in my friendships, my relationships and, and in uncomfortable situations. Absolutely, yeah. And and that's really carried over. So now I do hold my own and I, I will say it now. I'll be, I'll be like, you know, you're looking at me weird. Yeah. Could you stop? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or yeah. like, hey, like you are a leader in the fashion industry but um, asking someone to take their clothes off in in return for like a modeling gig, you know, not so cool, no, dude. No, not the best. You not know, so it's best. weird. But me speaking up like that has helped me to gain more respect. Obviously, not from certain individuals course, that get not. called out. But who cares? Because you start to attract those prominent people that are. So these are obviously good people. Yes, bags. yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. You start to filter them out, and and honestly, for some reason, things started working out more for me that way. Yeah. Than when I was being a doormat. The, okay, yeah. I mean, again, there's no reason. I mean, you shouldn't be so unkind to yourself because you were young. No? You are young. That's true. I I have to offer myself grace that hey, bro, you didn't know any better. Like you absolutely don't. And the thing is, that these people, the the one thing, the one mistake you must absolutely not make is to think that they don't know that they hold power. Oh yeah, right. it is a it's a complete power trip. But you know what it is is again. Um, I, I feel like you would uh, also understand this from your perspective. Is as somebody who wants to offer healing, I also don't hate them. Yeah, I hate I, them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't relate. Uh, uh, not at all. Uh, you're right. Like I, yeah. I feel like they, like I, I want them to heal and I want them to, because there's a lot of pain deep down and there's a lot of existential like. Yeah. 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 yeah like there's a this is the only meaning they have in their life is to show off their money a little bit and you know power trip a little and it's quite sad it's like bro this is not happiness <laughs> no this is not happiness and it is sad uh, but I think where do you draw the line you draw the line where they might hurt someone else yes if they hurt somebody else and then no like yeah. uh, uh, of course not We've seen um, but uh, at the same time like it's one of those things where it's like I see the potential in people but it's it's not my job to get you there you know there it is. Like I have to protect myself also. First. Yeah. First. Yeah. 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 But and then of course there's room for you. There's room for everyone. Yes. Yeah. And in that case, if I have the capacity to be your friend and offer healing and offer space, then I will. Because of course, you know, we just want to send love out to the world. Of course. Yogi yes. vibes are coming through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And also, but profit maximization, make that money. Yeah. <laughs> Hustle. Hustle all the time. All the time. I'm made of money. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> These are positive affirmations. I am made of they money. They really yo. are. They really are. I mean, think about it. At, at the end of the day, um, we've spoken about this before also. It's just, this chandelier is really now mashkook, no? Son? Huh? Bothering you? I don't know. Is it bothering you? No. What if it falls? Why is it bothering you? What, what, is, what is causing it? <laughs> Psychoanalyzing so, so, now. So they can <laughs> um, As a child, I had no control over my environment, <laughs> and so I try the best I can to exert control wherever I can. So, so what would happen now if the chandelier was to continue to move, and and you know its velocity of movement began to increase? I, I I think it would be directly proportional to my unstable state of mind. I would just want even more so to exert control over it. So, so what can we do? Can can we experiment right now? And allow it to move. What what would happen? Are you gonna lose your mind? Uh, <laughs> you were you were doing so great. Are you gonna lose your mind? Pagal ho jaoge, huh? You're stupid, oh. Are you gonna start to hulk out like just throw the mic and just have a meltdown? Uh, just just I was a kid. <laughs> no, uh, but I, I think so. So good good line of questioning. I think a lot of this stuff comes from there. Um, so Freud, uh, who is one of, he's known as the father of uh, psychoanalytics yes. uh, or psychodynamic theory. And um, he spoke about a primary wound, right? And a primary wound happens, uh, as the name suggests, at a very early age. And it, his theory makes sense in that you'd be surprised how much of your life and your responses and your reactions uh, that primary wound dictates. You know, a large portion. And it could be, it, there's different kinds of wounds, right? So there's a, someone screaming outside this? I thought it was a dog. Oh, it could be, could be the dog. Um, so there's i I'm afraid of dogs. So there's a, what? terrified of dogs. Why? I never got socialized, no? Okay, okay. Yeah, as a kid, just always taught to be afraid. I'm generally afraid of most things. This is again something that we can. Okay, we're gonna <sighs> get into that. <laughs> but uh, but so, so there's there's an abandonment wound and so on and so forth, yes, right? Yes. So, so there's all these wounds, and you'd be surprised about you know how you're talking about how these people who flaunt their money and their power and their you know uh, clout are are themselves hurt people. Um, I think if we have a general a greater understanding of uh, wounds and and primary woundings in that in that psychodynamic way, um, I think you could make more sense of their actions because as of right now you know just violence doesn't make any sense you know if if uh how long are you going to tell me that someone uh either blames the victim or you know yeah, was you sexually frustrated their behavior yeah, exactly, i understand right? if someone gropes someone without their consent right i think the conversation needs to be a little more nuanced than yaar mard aise hi hote hain nahi nahi no 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 you know like you need to you need to to kind of just go deeper into uh, what kind of a wound that is because it's 100% is a it wound is. you know no, no way is this person an empathetic intelligent person uh, going to be like yaar harm i thought she'd be all right with it all right with what her no, liberty you, taken you away you knew that she wouldn't be all right of course with it. so i i do understand that so this is something my mother used to tell me um because um 
there was a family i was very close to uh, you know i was uh, one of the boys was uh, my partner at the time and what not and uh, their family made a grave grave accusation against me Jeez. and uh, completely cut me off they they accused me of theft okay <laughs> and then they completely cut me off and they were my like i considered them family um so it was one of those things where i was excusing their behavior a lot because that those those boys in that family the brothers had gone through a lot of trauma in their life like okay. a lot um and i was excusing it and then my mother was like but so have you and you're kind and you don't accuse people of shit and you're right. not abusive right. like so i think it's just um there's a disconnect because yes everyone has trauma and everyone has baggage but how long will you use that as an excuse to be destructive there right there it's and also you cannot allow it to invalidate yourself yeah right i think you I cannot think, let yourself yeah. be run over by people you, because of their trauma exactly you can't and the cool that so there's there's a difference between being kind and being passive you, yes you can't you're not a chair you can't be passive you're an animate object right so you cannot be inanimate and hope to get oh, i mean you can people do it but so i think a large part society generally is insidious in that it eats away at you but insidious because it doesn't do it like just wholesale so agar aapne koi faisla kiya if you if you made a you know if you were if you made a conviction all right i want to be a, a yoga teacher right society won't first of all straight up be like ha ye tum galat kar rahe ho but that's cool right galat kar rahe ho cool i'll show you right you go on doing it yeah they'll ask you for your explanation of why you're doing it 50000 times and the 50000th time you'll be like yaar am i really doing this yeah cuz that's what happens right at 3am at night when you can't sleep and maybe you have been making all this money it's just yeah, an example you know but yeah those dips and stuff yeah exactly right happens to everyone that's when it really creeps in where you're like yaar and that's when you have to remember remember that this is a life that was given to you and you know we spoke about gifts and privileges this is a gift right yeah 100% yeah so this was given to you it's no one else's it's not even your parents or your siblings or your kids it's your life yes. it's given to you yes. and you are responsible for a lot of people but you are also responsible for yourself yeah above you know? all so you made this choice you have to live it you know you have to you have to stand by it i think uh and lots of people forget that you know lots of very bri- brilliant individuals because because again it's so passive no yeah are you sure you should be a yoga teacher yeah like yeah you know but then okay at at 3 pm good at 5 pm good after iftari you've had food good raat ke khane ke baad good subah ke 2 baje you know am i like did i do the right thing yeah you know so it's it's just a lot of that it's one of those things that somebody had once told me um this doesn't this is a little bit off of what you're saying mm-hmm. but uh, they had told me that um why live one lifetime when you can live many within one sure so maybe i'll want to do maybe i'll want to teach yoga for 10 years and then after that i'll be like okay i want to be a doctor mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. you never exactly. know and why mm-hmm. not dude why not why not and and also the only thing again is just make sure that it's financially viable yeah as long as it's financially viable then no one gets to tell you yeah no one gets to tell you that's what i'm saying right no one gets to, and especially in today's day and age where a person such as yourself uh could make most of your money online giving yoga classes online like yeah. that's a thing that's really a, for someone like you is a viable option yes you know and people would pay you in dollars even yeah and that's why people are doing all those shady accreditation courses yeah they should make quick money quick money yeah how do you stop that 
Man, I feel like this is one of those things where uh, people are just trying to survive at this point. A lot of people mm. like it's one of those things where like it sucks, but it's the system, mm. you know. But um, like, I mean, I just try to spread it wherever I go because like I've had students who have taken yoga with me for a few months and they're like, oh, what if I start teaching yoga? And I'm like, OK, but why do you want to teach it? They're like, oh, a little bit of extra money on the side. And I'm like, no, mm. you are a teacher. Mm-hmm. You're just not teaching at a school. You're teaching yoga, but you're still a teacher. And if you, if that's not something of, it's a huge responsibility. So I think for a person, any person's development, um, a lot of their development came from their parents or grandparents or whoever, and then a lot of their development came from their teachers. Sure, hundred percent. And even as an adult, a lot of your development comes from the teachers you choose. If you decide to learn singing, all of a sudden your singing teacher is like a big part of your life. Your yoga teacher is a big part of your life. Has to be. Yeah, so it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. All you can do is make someone aware of that. Unfortunately, like uh, we cannot change the whole world at once, but one conversation at a time. One conversation at a time. And then it spreads. Yeah, inshallah, inshallah. Um, what's the because you're so young? I, I think this is a fair question. What are the designs moving forward, or do you do you plan ahead that far? Like once you graduate, right? Mm-hmm. And are we are we talking about a yoga studio? Are we are we thinking about those things at all or what's going on? Yeah, so uh I definitely do see myself opening my own studio, maybe sooner than when I graduate, inshallah. Inshallah. Um but aside from that, I do want to connect with uh, I do want to create a global connection. Like it would be really nice again to either do content on YouTube or something like that where I can connect with others. Mm-hmm. Um, because the more you can bring people together, the better, right? People also want a sense of community 100%. and a sense of belonging. Sure. So that's what I want to build and I want to make this accessible for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and spread education in terms of like, even if you don't uh, care to be a teacher, just to understand yourself a little bit more. And understand your own body a little bit more. I want to bring that to people because just like for me, when I started understanding myself more as a person and as a soul, it changed how I interact with others. It changed my relationships, my friendships, the way I work, everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I see a more online presence as, as a bigger goal yeah. of mine. You I want think. to get on TikTok? Yeah. Dude, that's that's the conclusion here. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. Uh, TikTok is brilliant. I By think the way, fitness TikTok right now is pretty hyped up. Like it's yeah, yeah. Bahar ka to bahut chai. Yeah. Bahar ka to actually bahut chai. Even in the intellectual stuff, bahar ka is bahut chai. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yahan pe, you know, it's it's a frustrated populace. Um, and you know, we we've made no efforts personally, or at least I haven't in my capacity. But we've made no efforts to you know educate or any of those things. So, yahan pe to not as good but bahar to like yeah, it's really good abroad yeah one of the best ways to i think reach out in terms of your content instagram tiktok and then youtube for long form yeah like 10 minute plus yeah. 12 minute plus but short form yeah and so so social media outreach first but then eventually a studio i think they're going to go hand in hand you think they're going to go hand in hand yeah that's what i see because i i don't see the studio being too far off now mm-hmm. yeah sure inshallah Inshallah. According to my finances. <laughs> finances. Just <laughs> <laughs> that. That's awesome. That really is, mashallah, awesome. And then, so w- w- what happens to the degree that you're doing? You just leave it to the side? Honestly, the degree was quite delayed. Um, I didn't get to go to university right away 
because of finances. Okay. Um, so it started off quite late and it was one of those things where uh, I'm doing it for myself now because I think just about last year again, I was like, hmm, I've always lived for other people. I always lived for my mother and then I lived for my younger sisters. So I was like, what happens if I start living for myself? Are you the eldest? Yeah. Called it. Yeah, because you're like a therapist and you no, psychoanalyze I'm no, me. No, I'm also the <laughs> eldest. <laughs> Just to like. A, That's why we get along so yeah, well. Like That's why we're so like damaged. <laughs> I'm crying. not damaged at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not damaged. No. We're great. But but I think I think that also <laughs> opens up uh, the, uh, the door to a wider conversation about how, why uh, the, the eldest is often uh, put through the ringer because I, I don't think parents know what they're doing. So that is the thing. Um, uh, every parent, most parents are doing their best. Sure, uh, yeah, um, sure, sure. What I think the issue is in our population specifically, I would say, is that a lot of marriages are not healthy in our, mm-hmm. in our last generation. They're not healthy. Usually the woman is not happy. Mm-mm. The mother is not happy. Yep. Being the eldest sibling, and I'm sure you can explain this better than I can, but the mother, I know so many moms... Um, my own mother has shown signs of this, uh, like a little bit of regression where it, they become very childlike with, with yeah. the eldest sibling. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I already have my two younger sisters as my kids and now my mother is also my yeah. child. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's very, very heavy for yeah, a it's child. Heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking because right? yeah. it's like the only thing you want, this is your mother, you love her to death, the only thing you want is for her to be happy. That's it. In life. That's it. And the thing is, you, you can't provide that happiness. You absolutely cannot. You can't, and it's one of the most heartbreaking realizations that you will ever, and you will have to at some point come face to face with it. Um, and you're going to keep trying. Yeah, you're you going to, on, on and off for the rest of her life. Of course, of course you're going to keep trying, right? Allah unko hayati Because I think that's also in our, in our population uh, specifically is that uh, the mother tends to make her children her life. Yeah, because they, you know what? You're and absolutely right. Yeah. So I was doing a podcast with Maria Sumro, who is a backpacker and traveler and stuff. And she told me this one story. She's like, um, I was traveling, backpacking across uh, Turkey. And I meet this person. She's 80 years old. This lady, she's 80 years old. And I meet her at one of these uh, backpacking conventions or something. We're all going somewhere. And... Uh, you know, so Maria asks this person, Maria's like, so, you know, what's, what are you looking forward to? This, this lady's eight years old. She's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to my husband passing away because then I'll go, I'll go for, I can finally go for a world tour. At 80, her life's not over. Wow. Right? At 80, she's like, dude, I got stuff to do, man. You know? Yeah. You know? And, and, and her husband's right next to her. He's like 90 or something. He's laughing his butt off. He's just like, yeah, of course, you know, you won't take me. It's just beautiful, right? Cute. But that's normal. You understand that's normal because she has her life. Her life is not her kids. Her life is not this marriage. Her life is not anything. It's her life. Yeah. You know? But here it's not that. It's not that. And what it is is like, this is something I just saw online, but it resonated so much. It was like, who is your mother outside of being your mother? Who is this lady? Yeah. Like my mom's name is Feroza. So it's like, okay, who is Feroza outside of being Tabir's mother? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't think she knows. <laughs> That's the problem. You don't have to know, but she needs to. Yeah. Right? She needs to understand that she is so much more than just. Yeah. You know? And, and, and more, more, I, I'm obviously speaking to 
every mom out there, you know, yes, you are this is for every mother. Yeah, you are so much bigger, so much greater than someone's wife and someone's yeah, mom. Yeah, you're a whole person, a man. whole person, with and a brilliant one at that. With right? hobbies and interests and likes and dislikes yeah, yeah, and yeah, a exactly. story, opinions, dude. Opinions. Yeah, you know, like they'll won't bother with opinions because again, they want to preserve that cognitive capital, and and put it into their kids. But the thing is, um. You will be a better mother if you're kinder to yourself. It's difficult, I know, because you I'm somehow doing them a disservice. You're really not. We talk, spoke about gifts and stuff. It's also it also comes into the toxic marriages that that are present in our society. That um, oh, I don't want to leave this man. Because uh, then, uh, you know, my kids won't have an active father figure or, or, or finances or whatever. But it's like, OK, but as your daughter, I mean, or this is for, again, any family, not not particular to my family. But it's like, OK, but you're also teaching your children that it's OK to suffer like this in a marriage. That's it. And that's heavy, right? Because for again, a majority of your life. Yeah, because, because, because again, like to them, think about the fact that they're making the ultimate sacrifice, right? They don't understand. They don't see a way out, right? And to tell them, again, one of the most difficult conversations you'll have, but to, again, let them get to that conclusion themselves, that you are doing and and also, it will probably be in vain because then you're also teaching your kids who, again, look up to you in every way, shape, or form. And this, again, there are psychotherapeutic approaches that say exactly this it, they're called object relations ther uh, theories and i mean read them at your own discretion i am not an expert and you won't be either if you read a book or 50 it doesn't matter yeah. uh, but there's there's theories that say that the primary caregiver is the object that a child forms their worldview around which is the mom you know yes um and so the way the way they see their mom go through life is all important, right? Because they learn most things from that. And so uh, to just have that object be ridiculed and bullied and, you know, or anything worse, Allah rahm kare, is... And that object just takes it also. Oh, it just, exactly, just takes it and is passive and, you know, it says it's all right. I, sure, and, and you know what? It might teach the child patience. It yes. might, right? But what if the child is a man? You know, what if the child goes, Ki yaar, um, this is the best woman that's ever existed. Or when they eat all of these things, what do they send my wife? Or do they send my Some random woman in the street, why not? She also wants to eat But the thing is, it's, you have it backward. It wasn't for your to eat So You know? And, and I, I don't know how... Because the thing is, it's, it's so easy to just say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As two people who, like, Alhamdulillah, have had wonderful teachers and education and everything. It's so easy to say this. But how do you have this conversation with, I don't know, an 18-year-old asking for a blowjob on an Instagram live? How do you have this conversation? Yeah, it's, do you know what I mean? They're not going to be receptive. You're also not in the mindset to be like, hey, like, what was your relationship with yeah, your mother, yeah, sir? Yeah, <laughs> what wounded you, actually? Do you know what I mean? Did your father ever hug you? <laughs> Probably not. I, I was quite mean to this guy, by the way. You know, I was like, why don't Because that actually affects you. You know, it really does. Speaking of food, how many people that you train 
have a problematic relationship with food? Oh my god, almost everyone, even myself for quite some time. You want to say 95? Yeah. Safe to say 95 at least, yeah. 95% of the people? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's quite interesting. Well, one all of us uh, tend to have an emotional bond to food, right? I mean, food has always been around happy times and then, you know, as you grow older, it it, it comes around sad times, uh, your breakups and whatnot and your and your main to khair sad hota nahi hu. Yeah, yeah, you're a man, you don't have feelings, no. No. Yeah, I knew that. It's okay. Yeah, I just matlab jab main 8000 calories kha raha tha, I was just doing it to show the food who was boss. Yeah, Me. alpha male. Of course. Yeah. Teen bar- teen large pizzas. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> But yeah, please continue. Yeah. yeah, and then on top of that, uh, also the restriction. Well, this is very just scientific uh, and physiological. But uh, the intense restriction, your body just goes into, for lack of a better term, it's not survival mode in that sense. It's more so just psychological because your uh, your hunger hormones and satiety hormones go haywire. Yep. So then you binge and you binge like crazy, and it's it's. it's not your willpower that has that you don't have enough willpower your body is just like oh my god i don't know when i'm going to get food again so eat 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 that's it and this develop, de- develops a binge restrict cycle it's not so much a uh, binge purge i think that much anymore but binge restrict happens a lot for people in the, in our, in the fitness and the gym world sure, here sure everyone does this they binge like crazy for one night and then the next day they they don't eat the next day yeah or yeah. they work out like for three hours yeah, yeah but what happens is over time they gain weight of course they're gonna win yeah you're still in a surplus of course you are over, yeah, yeah 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 how though do you go about having like just saying that to them because it's such a personal thing the food is How do you how do you open that conversation up? So firstly, I think um for most people actually uh they're unaware in the sense that they tend to underestimate the calories they eat anyway. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. And they tend to overestimate the calories burned during exercise. They absolutely do. Yeah. They 100% absolutely do. Main ek ghanta workout kiya kam se kam 1500 calories to ho gayi. Aapki soch hai 1500 calories burn kaise hoti hai? And this is the same for hard gainers, even skinny dudes who are like I eat so much. I'm like how much do you eat? You don't. They don't eat so much. Yeah. Adas is six inch subway khaya. Yeah, I'm both khali. Yeah. Oh my god, I had so much food yeah, today. Yeah. Please. No, you didn't. Yeah, you really didn't. I had like two foot longs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another problem. <laughs> What? I'll show you who's boss. Subway. I'll show you. Sorry. But uh, yeah, so I actually just um, this is just a basic coaching thing is that I make them write down exactly what they're eating for a couple of days, just a food diary. not calorie counting not my fitness pal but just generally what you ate i had one cookie of this size i had one 6 inch subway sandwich with this sauce and these vegetables and then we we sit back after a week and i'm like do you really think you're eating 1000 calories dude i mean should we sit and calculate and they're like oh shit i'm eating 5000 and yeah. i'm like yeah 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 <laughs> exactly and and then and then i suppose it becomes easier to have the conversation of you know a phir thoda kam kar le dekhte hain yeah. try karte hain yeah and those who are emotional eaters then we just find honestly like very easy changes sometimes dude like okay when you or if you're like sad at night how about you order some soup instead of like this just see what happens because a lot of times it's uh, the action of eating sure it's not so much the taste no of course um because after a few bites of it uh, that that dopamine mechanism is it's not it's not firing so hard uh-huh. that it feels as good as the first bite of ice sure. cream it's so i was like if it's really for most people it is just the mechanism of eating so so how about you 
have some vegetable soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and try. they they're like that's stupid, but they try it, and it's like they're they're losing weight. Yeah, yeah. And so, as you lose weight, so so sorry to interrupt, uh-huh, but it's that uh, loop that people want. Um, they want motivation before they start working. What a lot of times you have to start working, and then when you start getting results, the motivation comes. That's it. So that starts to heal the relationship. That's with it. Food. That's it. That's it. That cycle, right? And and that's what I was saying about even yoga is if you wake up and do something difficult, physically strenuous first thing in the morning you would be surprised about how good you feel you know you would be surprised like there's all sorts of people that are like yeah motivated or not when I wake up in the morning I'm putting my shoes on and going for a run yeah Yeah. you know it's it's not about motivation it's not about any it's about feeling good it's a selfish thing you know, also, you don't think virtuous things. I'm going to make an app and I'm Socrates. Please, dude. <laughs> it's about you. Yeah. And you need to, you need to again, prioritize yourself. Lots of people um, don't work out because they want to shrink away from, you know, causing inconvenience. Dude, listen, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, even people who are like, like, I have a couple people in my life who are like, I'm too busy to work out. And I'm like, okay, but then what are you doing for yourself in life? Mm. Like, what are you offering to yourself? What have you done that serves you today? Mm-hmm. They're too busy, though, Tabi. They're too busy for like a 15-minute workout. Exactly, yeah. No, no. Okay, so no, they're not. Because these are the same people. Like, we also don't realize how much uh, time we waste in terms of like, uh, like, again, this is going to sound so cliche, but scrolling on Instagram or just laying there or whatever. We, we waste a lot of time. But obviously, it's because we're drained as people, right? We're fucking tired oh yeah we're tired. if you're someone like uh like you and me who like work a lot um so in that sense like i understand because i also fall into that loop but if you do push yourself and you do even get on your mat and stretch or like go for a walk all of a sudden your mind is a lot more clear and you feel more awake than you did when you were scrolling through your 100%. phone because again it's that whole dopamine like game Hundred percent, hundred percent. Ashab, one thing I will I will say this. I think if you um, just make simple changes in your life, where your workout shoes, samne pade hai, those you know, little small changes, habit stacking, work. and yeah, all, they do they do work. So before I lived here, I used to live in phase eight. Phase eight, mein, uh, I used to live so deep into phase eight that there was no house there, so I could do tire flips outside. Oh, so I would fun. just yeah I would just leave so so, uh, so my brother had all these heavy tires 250 kilo 350 kilo ka bhi tha, but those were like I mean, you need warm up and all that stuff just to lift them right okay. but there was a 150 kilo tire and that's a sweet spot for me 150 kilo tire alhamdulillah for me is very easy okay so I would just leave that out there because I wasn't bothering anyone no one was using that road I would just leave that out there so um, when I started uh, working out and losing weight uh, I basically for the better part of eight months worked out every day every day for yeah, I, I had, that's I had amazing to, I, alhamdulillah I took a break uh, day before yesterday for the first time in, in wow. 8 months right 8 months every day and I would make videos most of the people know this because I would make videos on Instagram for most of those days so I just it wouldn't be anything sometimes I'd put music on sometimes I wouldn't even put music on it'd just be me breathing heavy Love flipping it. tires you know just whatever and it would just so it was just me working out I think eight months non-stop Eid ke din, my birthday someone else's marriage my marriage no I'm not married I'm sorry I'm joking <laughs> uh, but whatever you know um, just a workout and so, so that, to, to our point what we're saying most of the times it was just about me putting my shoes on and just being there yeah, because just show kuch, up. Yeah, but yeah, ideally, just everyone buy a 150 kilo ka tire. 
And yeah, of course, yeah. And, and then leave it outside your house? Yeah, on the road. Of course. What else are you going to do? Otherwise, you're never going to get fit. Never, ever. This is the only way. It's the only way. It really is the only way. Eat large pizzas and flip tires. Yes. It's the only way. Yeah. Really. I, I mean, agree. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as fit as you, of course. So, like... Uh, uh, I don't eat as much... Kilo ka hai. Yeah, and then I don't eat as much pizza. I can't... Uh, why are you... Matlab? I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm rethinking my Yeah, I mean, do now. you even want to succeed? I don't know. I think I think I need to rethink my entire career tonight at 3 a.m. Of I'm course. I'm going to be... Yeah, at 3 a.m. though, not yeah, right yeah. now. No, no, no. Abhi, abhi time hai. Yeah. Abhi time hai. Yeah, uh, I should feel secure right yeah, now. Abhi aap say yo. <laughs> but at 3 a.m., uh, you definitely need to do that. Any, any f- I think before we end the podcast, any interesting experiences with like uh, people who are famous for being fit, but then you get to them and you're like, oh, wait, you've been lying to a lot of people. Don't name them. Oh. But yeah, no, don't, you don't have to name them. Come on. Exposed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starts, takes out a list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny you, funny you should ask. <laughs> this is why I'm here. <laughs> oh my God. So there's, um, uh, yeah, there's some very, there's a couple of very well-known trainers. Um, the issue is they, so a lot of, a lot of trainers here in terms of workouts, they'll put together strange, obscure exercises. They'll be like, oh, burpee, plank, in the plank, grab a dumbbell, do a bicep curl. Or mastic tire flip. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I can't do this. Like, yeah. And they're making people do this who have no body awareness, are office goers, this, that, and the other. And these people, 90% of their people get injured oh, and no. they come to our gym or my yoga studio and they're like, this hurts, that hurts. I'm like... Let me guess where you came from. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you sure. know, so it's one of those things. And, and I just, it, the reason they do it is because um, in our fitness culture here, like people who come to work out from their offices or whatever, they just want you to exhaust them. I should be drenched in sweat. Met, what, what's it called? Metabolic fatigue, right? Yeah, and I'm like, no, stop it. You, yeah. Especially in the gym. Like if you're just doing a workout, again, uh, a proper, a very effective gym workout will be boring and the same thing over and over again and you might not sweat that much. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. You might not s- sweat so much and you know, it's monotonous, it's boring and that's why you put on music. You think if it was, if it was stimulating, you think we'd need music. <laughs> you think we'd need anything, training partners. Yeah. Why would you need all that stuff? Exactly. Um. Okay, but again, there's also that element of instant gratification now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like drenched in sweat, you're exhausted. And so that's great. I think you can get that from, um, you know, occasionally doing something like that. But if that's your daily workout and your trainer is not paying attention to your form, and it's not just form, by the way. So you can do a squat and not feel anything. Yeah. And then you can do a squat and properly engage muscles. It feels completely different. Of course, of course. So to teach... is someone who has no body awareness to build that body awareness. If you're not doing that again, then then what are you doing? It's, you're not effective as a trainer then. Well, that and also I think you as a trainer also need to understand that uh, body image issues are a thing and, yes. and you know, uh, b- genetics are a thing and these people come to you, they show you a photo. Who is this photo like of? This. Huh, this is the photo of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Who is 5% on 5% body fat yeah. and gets paid to be this way. Yes. Right? And you're like, they're like, Mujhe ye banna hai. I think it is in such bad faith that you would tell this person, Ki, ho Yeah, why Ho-kes- would you do that? Why would you lie in that way? It's also, it's, it's also not just that, like, they're paid to do it, but a lot of these people are genetically gifted. Sure. You know? Sure. Even if you ate exactly like them and trained exactly Still like wouldn't, them. Still wouldn't, yeah. 
Yeah, even if you got there, you your hunger hormones might be all over the place. You might be hungry all the time, whereas this guy's not. Yeah. Yeah. Or you might have joint pain all of a sudden because you've fallen into a deficiency, whereas this person did not. Sure. Um, so all of these things, again, it's it's just that awareness and that education of yourself and taking your own career seriously. That's it. In terms of its the value it provides others, but, not just the money. But Tabir, one more thing is that um, if you, so for instance, if I came to you and I'm like, Tabir, I want to right? And you do what you're supposed to. You tell me, look, genetics, you know, he, financial goals and ramifications of that sort, um, the time he invests into his body versus the time you can pop, give you your body and stuff, uh, diet, uh, meal plans, all that stuff. 90% of the times what will happen is I'm like, oh, cool. So you, you're not going to give me what I want. I'll, I'll go, go to somewhere someone. else. Yeah. And there's people perfectly willing to take my money and promise me that they I, that I will become Cristiano Ronaldo in a matter of months, not even years, right? Um, how do you combat that? Like, so that and along with the keto diet and all of these things. The diet fads, yeah. Um, I do do my best to like explain. Mm-hmm. And if they don't listen... I either say that, okay, I will do what you are telling me to do, but I do not recommend it. Okay. Or uh, they will leave and they'll go to somebody else. And then they'll come back. And they'll uh, hurt, right? Injured. And yeah. I'm like, I, I really wish that this hadn't have, ha, you know, hadn't happened. If it's in terms of crash dieting, then they've damaged their metabolism for a certain amount of time. And again, that's your genetics, how long that damage is going to stay uh, in your metabolism. So there's that. Uh, their confidence is completely shot. Um, if, their work- if the workouts are crazy, if you were trying to work out like this guy or that guy, then you're injured. Yeah. So I don't wish that upon anyone, but sometimes people have to learn for themselves also. Yeah. You just have to, I think, uh, I just have to believe in myself as a teacher that uh, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to spread education. Again, one, one conversation at a time and Inshallah. hopefully it'll spread. Yeah. You know, and it is getting better in some places. Like abroad, people are starting to become more educated. I think we'll also get there at some yeah. point. Inshallah. Yeah. Inshallah. Right. Uh, with, with that hopeful note, I think, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Yeah. No, yeah. For now. Until next time, Inshallah. This is, this is a good place. <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Um, please, please, please. Uh, t- so you're on YouTube? I am not yet. I want to get this. What is Toxic positivity. I need to talk to you after this. Instagram, but then? Uh, it's just Tabir. It's T double A B I R underscore. Underscore. Yes. Tabir underscore. I will also put a link. Uh, and you're not on TikTok? No. <sighs> I feel like I'm going to get attacked. <laughs> you just scolded, is what you're going to get. Uh, TK, so you're on Instagram right now. Um, no website, nothing. And, no, and nothing, please, please, yeah. please uh, also tell me where you teach yoga? At Yoga Lift. At Yoga Lift. And. Uh, yes, they should just get in touch on the Instagram page, your Instagram page, or Yoga yes. Lift ka jaisa bhi ho, ho yeah. jayega, inshallah. Um, thank you for doing this. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, this was really fun. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I really hope uh, that at the end of the day, I inculcate in at least one person, if not more, ki yar, um, if we don't talk to each other, we're we're gone. Yeah. I was going to use a bad word, but. Oh. Stop okay. myself. Mm. <laughs> Flex my morality. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. But um, yeah, so so come back whenever, inshallah. And then, yeah, let's... Uh, Watch me just be here every day and it's just us talking. Huh. <laughs> the next 50 podcasts <laughs> are just my face. Uh, just your face and just talking 
absolute trash about everyone else. Yeah, you're cute. All those are sare fazool hote hain. Sare sare. Oh my god, you're just going to get cancelled after this. Allah rehm karega inshallah. Tabir, Kazi Akbar. Assalamu alaikum.